Hey there, AMC Turn fans. Welcome to another episode of the AMC Turn After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Season 3, Episode 9, Blade on the Feather, also known as the episode that broke Megan's heart. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about tonight, and we have a very, very special guest joining us. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey there, everybody. How's everybody feeling tonight? Well, I picked the opening music, so I'm very happy right now. <laughs> it is a lovely song. It's a wonderfully lovely song. How are yes. you guys? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm a little traumatized, but happy to be here. <laughs> I think that's the point of this episode. Like, I'm a little traumatized, but I'm okay. Happy to be here on the show. Very very sad feelings inside, though. Uh, let's go ahead and get the ball rolling. Let me introduce my fantastic panel to my left, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaxe. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm the Hamilton fan in the group, so yes. <laughs> and could not have told... Nothing Nothing would have given that it's away. It's almost like I picked <laughs> Hamilton songs the past three weeks. And to her left, Keith Black. I'm Keith Black. You can find me all over the internet at Keith W. Black. And joining us in the studio tonight, we have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful special guest, the lovely and talented Amy Gumnick, joining us, a.k.a. Philomena. Yay! Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you for, uh, for joining us in the studio again. It is a pleasure having you here again. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here. And I'm your host, Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. We are also going to be keeping an eye on the live chat on YouTube and on the hashtag ABTV Turn on Twitter. And uh, if you guys haven't already done so, please go to iTunes to rate and subscribe. We love hearing from you guys, and it's the best way to let our producers know that you like the show that we'll put... Uh, that we put on every week, and you'll get a shout-out on the show, just like Bad Wolf 09 uh, who gave us a five-star rating, says, great after show. Thank you, Bad Wolf. Not that bad I of a wolf. I feel like they've reviewed some of the other shows that we do. Uh, anybody with a name like Bad Wolf is okay in my book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So We get the reference, we're Whovians. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and talk about this episode. <laughs> I enjoyed this episode a lot. This felt like it could have been just a movie on its own. There was so much going on. And I just, I love the point where we're sitting there going, Ben and Caleb are just going to run into each other on the road. Like, we were waiting for that to happen because it didn't seem too far-fetched. Like, the way things were going, we were expecting that. But just... Such a good episode, really good emotional beats, fantastic pacing, and for an episode with pretty much zero combat, it was great. Yeah, that was a really good way to put it. Um, probably another good name for this episode would have been Payoff, the episode, because there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of groundwork that's been laid all season long that we get payoff for in this particular episode. Uh, and yeah, so the, a lot of really, really good stuff. Keith? I'm just really excited about Benny to Arnold. I mean, I know you guys are all bent in the shape about John Andre. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, she I, is. I, I, I was making jokes about Philomena was sending him off to die. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. <laughs> she did. Oh, he I thought that was great. It. Totally you. justified. Right? I mean, we were talking about earlier. I mean, if if a girl walks up to me and she wants me to look exactly like her ex-boyfriend, I'm going to be a little hurt. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do it once. Super. Here's the difference. You'd be a little hurt. I would leave because that's a relationship I probably wouldn't survive. Quite literally. Yeah. 
it, Big difference. If it had been me, there would be a Megan-shaped hole in whatever wall or door <laughs> was nearby. Like the you can see me screeching by, throwing open the passenger door. Get in! <laughs> I would have been out so fast because, ugh. <sighs> yep, mean, your, that, is yep. your guilt really that palpable in terms of, you just kind of let it happen. It's not, it wasn't directly on you. Robert Rogers was the one really pushing things forward for John Andre. True. You're kind of just like, oh, what happened? Yeah, yeah you're just, you just went along with it. Well, it was a very interesting character moment, actually, um, because she did ask him to stay. Don't go, because you're going to your death, if that's what's going to happen. And he chose not to stay. He, yeah. he decided to leave. Well, I think that was sort of the last chance um, you know, because I think that for Philomena was the deciding moment of like, you have one more chance, otherwise, I have to help kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the right. ultimate dating ultimatum. Yeah, right? You're or with me or you die. I don't, I'm going to leave that up to you. Up okay. to interpretation. Which, okay. It doesn't matter if she actually is or right. not, because the fact of the matter is, is that with that knowledge, he still dismissed her. Right. Yeah. He well, still I think, I think that's why that, you know, pull on the heartstrings there, like, what, of anything in the world, what would be the one thing to make him stay? And that doesn't yeah. even do it. And I think that's when she sees, like, this well, is all a game. Especially for a man who, prior to this season, was such, a uh, character with such integrity. Right. And to have a man like that who, in your mind, would think would do the right thing, Mm -hmm. would do the honorable thing, to still have him turn and walk away. And I think that that man is the man who Philomena fell in love with and still sees and still knows somewhere under the corruption and in all the craziness that he's caught himself up in, that that man is still there. And I think that our parting scene, if you will, um, was the last attempt kind of to convince him. Like, yeah. you're in there somewhere. Don't yeah. do this. Yeah, you're still the good man that I know, yeah. that I love. Right. But this whole season has just been a slow-motion train wreck oh, for John Andre. <laughs> like, we know it's, it's coming, so and we can't look away. That's just what it's become. Yeah. Well, is the, I feel like there's also that the balance where John Andre's in a position for, in his mind, what he's doing ultimately is how he's going to garner the most honor. If yeah. he is able to stop the war with the least amount of casualties, for him, that is still maintaining the person that he believes that he is. So I feel like there is that dynamic where in your guys' party scene, he's still kind of focused, like, I have a job to do right. so that we can even be discussing right. a, a child or anything to that matter. Because if I don't do this, it w- is this a world that we would even want to bring a child up for? Or to bring yeah. him in as you know the devil's advocate of why he did what he well, did. Well, again, he's yeah. so what? caught up with the the macro scale of yeah. things and like making sure all those pieces are moving to win the war that he misses the smaller details. Like maybe jilting a woman you had spy for you is not the smartest thing you <laughs> no. can do, especially a really talented spy. If I may say, she really, <laughs> after having her dress up as your ex girlfriend <laughs> and then having sex with her bent over a table and then dismissing her out of hand, like. <sighs> That's not a good combination. None of those are okay. But all together, that is just a nope sandwich. Yeah. But he's blinded by the bigger picture, I think. It's not personal for him. Yeah. Yeah. When it probably personal with the wrong person. 
person its personal with is kind of married now. It's it's kind of funny because it's never not personal. And that's one of the good things about this show is that it, you know, pumps humanity back into what, yeah, what we step back and from an academic standpoint, we're like, oh yeah, this is what happened and this is how we became the country that we are. We forget that all of these people were just that. They were people. Right. You know, we, we've talked a lot about how um, George Washington is very much held up on this pedestal, but he was just a man mm-hmm. like any other. So, yeah, and we forget that sometimes. Yeah. Benedict Arnold was a man before he was a traitor. <laughs> and I feel even like the the catalyst for the wars, everybody feels used to an extent. Benedict Arnold, his entire purpose for being a traitor is because he's felt used right. and he hasn't been respected or given what he felt deserved. And across the board, that is even why we revolted, was we felt used, like, when, like we weren't being given what we deserved. So mm-hmm. the show in itself brings that emotion, that tone of... Give me what I deserve, and we're we're fine. But if you cross me, emotion will take over. And even pushing towards Richard in Satake, where it's like you need to do something. Like emotion, you've been wronged now. Where are you going? How are you going to act? What are you going to do? So I think it's a, it's the driving force, and it definitely is compelling to watch as a viewer. For me. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely compelling drama to say the least. Even when it stomps on my heart repeatedly. <laughs> Um, but we, it, and it's also so heart wrenching too because we were so excited to see your character come back after having been gone for a season. And just, it, it is, as you said, just this slow train wreck. It's like, yay, Philomena came back. Oh, oh get oh. out, get out, get out. Oh, she's still in. Oh, no. And oh, here we go. She's so much better. And I hope she finds a nice go. man after the oh, war is over. After the war. So after the war, she's just dating someone and saying, by the way, my last lover jilted me, so I sent him to his death by hanging. Um, so you know. <laughs> Uh, fair warning. Yeah. yeah. Just an FYI. <laughs> Heads up. Well, he's famous enough, right? I think people would know that. So, you know, right. next week going around, we like, you guys hear what happened to her ex? Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta stay away from the ball. As the town got <laughs> Yeah. That would, absolutely. In the knitting circles. We're uh, just like, Ooh. So many oh, yeah. in Townsend's, uh, Townsend's right. bar is like, oh my God, did you guys hear? It's <laughs> <laughs> the craziest thing. Um, so yeah, uh, you brought up Richard, and I, I think that's probably a good segue to talk about Sitaket, because this, jeez, this episode opens with Simcoe interrogating this guy at bayonet point, uh, and then when he confesses, but, you know, basically is proven innocent of being involved with Robert Rogers, or Robbie Rogers, <laughs> can't wait to get back to that, um, Simcoe burns everything he owns to the ground just to set an example, is it was oh man it's like that guy probably i mean he's clearly not a good guy he's clearly done some terrible things he is chaotic neutral at best but did they have at to burn best. the sheep? Yeah, that's not. Yeah, cool. did you hear them screaming the when the fire went That was just not necessary. But that was some great sound design. Mm. Could hear them screaming oh, as the fire wow. started no, going. Stop. Yikes! <laughs> You're like, that's nice. They went for it. There's, no, one, there's one audio tech somewhere like, thank you. Find <laughs> thank I, you. Actually, I am impressed that they went for it. I, okay. I'm actually, the, the moment of like sound design that I really liked was just the sound of the bayonet as he's like yeah. leaning closer. I was like, that's, mm. that's good sound design. That's his favorite weapon. Like, yeah. Well, Chad's having a grand old time. Latoya Morgan says Philomena is indeed an excellent spy. And Mara Jade hopes Philomena feels bad for what she did to John. <laughs> he should feel bad. He feels bad. He, this. 
We yes. We said it before the show. He made his bed and then he lied in it. He now he has to lie in it. That's the way it goes, guys. He made his bed and then he had sex on a table. So, but the um, but hi Latoya, by the way. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Latoya is a producer and also fan of the show and writer extraordinaire. Mm -hmm. She is a good person and people say nice things about her. Generally fantastic. But yeah, because Simcoe has been driven to this point of extreme, like. As Desperation. They say, he's a tyrant in the town now, uh, and he is definitely lording over them, which I'm sitting here and wondering just how every time he's on screen, I'm like, how far is he going to go? And then he always goes farther than I expect him to. So which scene do we think he hurt himself in? Uh, it's I think become a game now. Ever since, he, ever since he came in and said, I managed to hurt myself at least once oh, an episode, no. it's like, okay, which scene was it? Probably when Abe punched, punched him in the face. Probably. That not, was Not oh. the laying down in the steeple. Oh, that was so like, like, oh, my hip. Like, <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, he sits up in the pew and then falls out of it. <laughs> like, that was straight up 80s horror movie that villain was move. Great. It, was, it was fantastic. <laughs> I just like to picture how long he was waiting there before he came in. They forgot he was there. <laughs> and, and he's Mr. Woodhull, (laughs) surprised to see me. It's like hide and seek, and you're always you're waiting, and you're like, oh god, I have to pee. (laughs) I I I shouldn't have waited. I shouldn't have hit here. I'm almost ready to run for home just because I don't want to hide here. (laughs) He's super annoyed, and the bloody ear it couldn't have been comfortable. So I mean, kudos to him for putting the work in. It'd be really great to just hear his internal monologue as he's sitting there (laughs) and lying there. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. We're going to dream about Robert Rogers again, and like it's weird, and I can't afford to do that. I'm staking it out. So Can I leave the gas on? Asleep. No, of course not. That hasn't been invented yet. I, I think that scene, though, is, is a great representation of his full control yep. over the town, though. I mean, to the point yep. where the one person bent, I mean, I'm sorry, that um, <clears throat> Woodhall thought that he would have some salvation right. or hope. Completely snapped within a matter of hours. He's just like, oh my god, come on, man. Oh, come on, he has no spine. And it was so, I I felt so bad, too, for Abe, because we've said time and again that he is not the best spy in the world, but he's a really good lawyer and a really good negotiator. So I see him wheeling and dealing with people trying to, you know, incite this rebellion, and I'm thinking he's actually making a lot of good momentum, and I'm thinking that he might actually be able to pull it off, and this... Yeah. <laughs> and then he absolutely fails a wisdom check and talks to this guy. Uh, Just but, absolutely fails. But, I mean, it was a solid plan. It was like, you guys look the other way. You don't have to be blamed for this. Like, as British officers, you wouldn't have done anything wrong. Well, it was a solid plan until he propped up a corner with this human Jenga game of a British officer. You pull one brick out and the whole thing goes... It just collapses, yeah. It does. Um, Iceberry in the chat says, Abe landing that punch on Simcoe was one of the most satisfying things to watch ever. Yes. Yep. Yes, Is that the only time he's landed a punch on him? Maybe. Because they've gotten into scuffles before, but I feel like this is probably... a good one. Yeah. I think he spent most of his time just avoiding the hell out of Simcoe, because that's what you do when there's a man who's angry at you, and 
has Who's the potential taller than you <laughs> and has the potential willingness and skills to murder you in the face brutally yeah yeah in the face but i i think it humanizes him that's i mean they paused on abe for a moment right when he realizes he's cornered and he's got no other options so for him it's like all right whatever I, <laughs> i'm gonna get my last off right here if i can and it humanized Simcoe because nobody has even touched him right. at all besides getting shot in the ear. Yeah. And actually seeing him, somebody that knows they're most likely going to die inevitably, still fight against him, that could be inspirational to others when he walks out with his nose bleeding. Right. It, it was a really great, you know, just really good performance just of like, yep, this is the situation. Yeah, I'm gonna punch. I'm gonna punch him. It was great. <laughs> if I'm gonna die, I am going down in glory. I'm gonna go down swinging. Yep. It was really good. He really should have gone for the ear, though. <laughs> oh, 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 no. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That's I'm when you ear. need to drop a person, you go for the weak points. Although, that does bring up a good point. The only two people that have managed to touch Simcoe besides Robert Rogers <laughs> are the Woodhulls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't know. He'll be so proud of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. It's like, I married a really great woman. Why did it take me two and a half seasons to realize that? It well, did. it's situational. He obviously <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't off, you know, being a spy and killing people prior right. to that. You know, I think she had to be slowly brought into that that yeah. dynamic. You know? He was in jail for a while. Yeah, it's a new friend group. Her choice. Yeah, but I mean, she's tremendous. That's definitely yeah. the type of wife you need if you're going to be a spy. You you need that perfect spy wife. <laughs> the kind who rolls up her sleeves when she realizes her husband won't survive without her. Just like fine. Fine. I'm wading <laughs> yeah. into this. You can't kill him. I will. Against her beliefs in the war in itself. I mean, her Hashtag whole stance Ranger is, danger. <laughs> is just to back Abe. That's it. Yeah. So all she cares about is backing Abe. And I think that as a motivational force is oh, stronger yeah. than most. I mean, some people are just want money. <laughs> Whereas she's like, no, I'm fighting for my husband. Yeah. And, and their child. And yeah, their child. absolutely. Yeah. And, and I did kind of think that since they missed their opportunity to escape with Caleb, I kind of thought they would lay low for a little while, but mm. no. It, the exact opposite. Abe was like, no, we have to take action. We have to do something. And, and not quiet about it either. Yeah, I mean, he no, has, He's clearly. been going around town. I mean, that in itself is bold when somebody's going around tyrannically around a town. Right. And you're openly being like, I disagree with you, and I'm, gonna, I'm letting everybody know that I disagree with you. So he was marked... Already, but talk about just really daunting those lines. <laughs> I did say aloud at one point, if Simcoe knows he's just, you know, spreading uh, all of, you know, basically trying to incite a revolution, if he knows this, why is Abe still alive at this point? That's kind of what I'm wondering. Like, how has this man survived for three seasons, aside from having the plot armor of being our series protagonist? <laughs> like, how has he survived? Well, prior to this, we know that Simcoe was still like, oh, you're still useful. But, right. like, after a certain... I feel like there's a breaking point there where it's like, eh, you're bothering me and you're not that useful, so I'm just going to do away with you. That's but what I, I think that thought. there's something that he gets out of watching him squirm and the, like, no. mental torture. That's a really good point, if actually. he kills him, it's over for him. The game is done. Yeah, and I think part of what drives Simcoe is that game, is that just, like pure core evil that, you know, it's fun for him. It's fun to see that terror in his yeah. eyes and sort of like, it's like a game of cat and mouse. <laughs> but I also think so that he can dish horrible. it out, but he can't take it. Yeah, He's the yeah. kind of guy that'll pull the wings off of flies because they can't fight back, but the second someone turns around and takes a swing at him and actually yeah. lands it, he just completely loses his mind. 
because there goes his illusion of absolute power. Mm-hmm. Well, he told us he wasn't evil per se. He said he was more just what of was it, mis- he misguided. That. He said I'm just mis- <laughs> I'm easily distracted and misguided. <laughs> He's chaotic he evil. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> put a stick him firmly in that lower right alignment square. He is chaotic evil. I would definitely, he's definitely still a human being, but I would, like, the more and more of the show I'm watching, the more and more I'm like, maybe he's a sociopath. I would definitely categorize him in the sociopath spectrum or Chaotic evil. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but, so that does leave poor Abe in a terrible predicament by the end of the episode. It looks like by the end of the... By the next episode, he is very much in danger of being hung for being a traitor. Which, and he's going to represent himself, which should be interesting. Yeah, as a he lawyer, lawyer, he's really good. Yeah, he is a good lawyer when he's actually trying to win a case. That's true. And a strong stance against his father. Above all else, this is the one area that he can legitimately stand up against his father publicly and let pe- and let people know either I'm right or I'm better than you. And yeah. in every other situation, his father has stifled him across the board. Either I'm right or I'm better than you. <laughs> wow! I feel like that's just, those are his only options, right? I just needed a minute for that to sink in because, dang, it we will, have gotten to that point. It will be interesting to see what Abe uses as his defense in terms of whether or not he'll be like, the only crime I'm guilty of is loving this town. Like, like if that's the, the I sort of route that. <laughs> No, there's no more sympathy left. Like, that's Hashtag Murica. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, quite. in terms of like, he could very well. I mean, obviously, he wants to stay alive. But if he feels like he's going to be killed no matter what, he might try to use this trial as like a last ditch effort right. to get Satakit on the right side of the revolution. And I don't think we're going to get any help or intervention from any British higher-ups because oh, no. with Andre out of the picture, they've pretty much written to talk it off. Well... Nothing happens except occasionally, but meh. But if Abe can get out of this and Andre can't, then the only other person besides Robert Rogers that knows that he's Culper is Hewlett. And, and Hewlett's, Hewlett's going back to England. He's going back home. Can we talk about that scene? Because holy cow, that scene was amazing. And I saw I saw a tweet last night, so I saw this completely out of context, that the initial plan was for him to play that as angry. Hmm, and then he really? came in and did that instead. Really? And that was so much better. Just this very resigned, passive-aggressive, screw you, I'm doing this. By the way, I'm a better intelligence officer than you. And I'm not even an intelligence officer. Later! I... <laughs> You know, to be fair, I think the the more resigned performance is probably more fitting, considering totally. this is a guy who has been disgraced and heartbroken and Just has been dismissed down. by everybody around him ever since he returned. And so, yeah, it does just kind of, like, just this general world weariness resting on his shoulders. I like that a lot more than, and it seems more in character than if he had come in blustering. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't picture Hewlett come in blustering to John Andre. Well, it kind of completes his arc, too. Yeah. I mean, it does. as the audience, we've, like, really learned to feel for this character who is not necessarily the most sympathetic person to begin with. And I think that that... You know, I had a moment of, when he was telling Andre, I had a moment of, like, what? how dare you? And then I was like, well, it's he kind of deserves, like, the little piece of victory. Yeah. He does. 
And he didn't give away Anna. He no. didn't say anything about her being a spy. Yeah. He gave up Culfer and walked away. Well, and also, like you were saying, completing his arc, I really enjoyed the simplicity and like his actions. Where mm-hmm. you know he's here, he's here for you to meet you, but he was already in the hall, and he's disregarding <laughs> the typical tactics of a soldier, even though what he's is there. To lose now, exactly. yeah, but he's the, like whatever. <laughs> and his whole thing is this is his final last ditch effort that he can do as a royalist. Is this is what I've got that you don't. And it's it's the it's the dynamic of like when your dad's disappointed in you and he's not mad at you. you know? Like I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. And you're like, ah, oh. like it just hits so much harder when he goes in there and he's so calm and complacent. And then when he walks out, and it's almost as though he doesn't even care that he's shared the information. He's like, do with it what you will. Yeah. I just did my job, and now I'm out. England, here I come. He's no more and caring just, left. Yeah, I, I loved the preamble to that. Was that you don't even know my name? I've been here for a month. Right. In that time, you have not bothered to dine with me. You have not bothered to come see me, and you completely dismiss me. I have the identity of the person you've been looking for. Simcoe is barking up the wrong tree. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this because it is still my duty as an officer right. and a British citizen. Here's the information you've been going after for two and a half seasons <clears throat> on a silver platter. Peace, I'm out. <laughs> so weird that they refer to time in seasons. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> but the farmers, yeah, it's farming seasons. It's farmers, the harvest. But, but it was just this beautiful little take off the gloves, slap him in yeah. the face, and then pull it back on and leave the room. But it, it does. Going back to what you said earlier, I think that moment also shows us the human side. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, he's not. I mean, he's totally taken off the mask of any sort of. You know, he's not following the rules. He's not. You know, we kind of see like, oh, these are two individuals who are both suffering tremendously and have a lot more in common than either of them realize. I thought that was kind of interesting to see them in a way on, like, I don't know, more or less, like, even playing yeah, ground. They and they both yeah. have so many secrets. When he first walked in, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Know. yeah, what's, what's yeah. the first thing you said? Strip yeah. away the title and the protocol, and at the yeah. end of the day, they're just two heartbroken people yeah. trying to cool. trying to do the right thing. <laughs> but I feel a lot more for Hewlett, because Hewlett just kept getting screwed over <laughs> left, right, and center. Like, this, he was doing his best. He survived getting dragged out into the wilderness and left in the cold and then survived Simcoe coming after him, which not a lot of people can say that. And then after everything, he still got completely thrown under the bus, whereas Andre's demise is very much of his own making. Yeah. There is some circumstance that goes into that. There are some factors beyond his control, but not many. A lot of it was he put the pieces in place and could not handle the way it played out. So I have a lot more sympathy for Hewlett. But it's also the ignorance of the character. Hewlett is a lot more ignorant of right. the world that he's existing in, whereas Andres is not. He knows that it's a slimy underbelly of the war, and that's what spying is. And Hewlett is oblivious to that. He's the oyster major. Yeah. Like his, that's his. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not supposed to be yeah. on the up and up for that. He's not an intelligence officer, right. and he's not a spy. He's just he thinks... doing his job to the absolute yeah. best of his ability. Despite having Simcoe around. And let's be real, Simcoe is the spanner in everyone's work. His dog. Yeah. <laughs> he, he thinks spying is a detestable occupation. Everyone kind of does, yeah. let's be real. It, it's not exactly an honorable thing. Like, um, yeah, no, it's it was so heartbreaking watching these two characters. Because I feel like it's been a long time. Have they ever shared the screen together prior to this? Because no. they've corresponded so. with each other. But no. yeah, I feel like this is the first time they've been in a room together. 
And to for Andre to learn that not only the true identity of Culper, but to know that Culper was in his home, a guest at his table, I I was just very interesting that the, the he leaves word and hands the note to Abigail to say, send please send this with a courier tomorrow. That letter's not going out. Oh, no, it's, it's not, not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. <laughs> nope. Oh yeah. Right. So the secret <laughs> dies with him. It will. Quite literally. Most likely. Yeah, not we still have one more episode. Well, I'm making no bones about this. Uh, Let's be real. But yeah, no, poor Abigail, because he has been nothing but kind to her. And uh, it is so, it is, when somebody's nice to you, it's really difficult to stab them in the back when they're being genuinely kind to you. (sighs) Abigail has also witnessed his... Well, and she knows nothing about the plot for his, you know, for his downfall, for his demise. In her mind, she's just... Probably saving Abraham and alerting the rebels to you know to a traitor. She has no idea that this is going to end up you know getting him hung most likely. So when she finds that out, she will probably feel an untold amount of guilt and yeah. will most likely run away with Akinbode, with Akinbode whenever he comes back. Which I assume he's coming back in the next episode and they'll run away together. <laughs> That's what I assume. It'll be a happy ending. Yay! Yeah. They'll, be, they'll go Frog off to Canada. Everything will be happy and great. It will be fantastic. Uh, Latoya says, first time Hewlett and Andre were ever on screen together. Took us oh. writers three years to do it. Huzzah. Yes. Nice. It was well worth the wait because yeah, it was great. It. What was that, like three minutes of screen time? Yeah. And it was just like, dang! It was insanely yes. compelling. Oh, so um, good. But another really compelling aspect of this episode is when we finally get to see West Point. Yeah. And seeing uh, Lafayette and Alexander <laughs> Hamilton, George Washington, Benedict Arnold, and Ben all in one, one room, room together. It was the Look at all these beautiful men. <laughs> Look at all these beautiful men in wigs. It, it, wow. It was very great to see Lafayette again. It was fantastic. And we finally got introduced to Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> A. Ham, welcome to the show. A. Ham. <laughs> Which it's surprising. I'm I'm excited to see his character really grow considering yeah. he's such a monumental character in history. He's Just, adorable. Uh, and it's it's convenient timing considering, you know, you've got uh, Benedict Arnold kind of dropping from Washington's side, yeah. so his new right-hand man's kind of just popping right up. And he's like, oh, I lost one. Here's another. What's up, man? Next yeah, season, very good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, I honestly have to wonder, like, how much that. of that was... Oh, my God, yes, I would watch that TV program. How much of this was... Uh, yeah, we're, we were planning on bringing him in. He's a historical figure. We haven't had him yet. And how much of it was, and how popular is that musical? <laughs> and how big is the crossover fandom? Hmm. Because well, I definitely have fan, friends who are the big fans of Hamilton the Musical who just found production stills of Turn and were like, oh my god! I'm like, hilarious. I've been telling you for weeks to watch this show. Where have you been? <laughs> hey, better late than never. Exactly. This is the Venn diagram overlap that they are taking advantage of. First two seasons perfect. are on Netflix, folks. Go get caught up. <laughs> I think you're kind of preaching to the choir here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if somebody wants, wants to take Tell that... Your friends. Yeah, if somebody wants to take that out of context and alert the people, <laughs> let them know. They need to know. But, um, but yeah, and we we get this really great 
we get this really, really wonderful, this is really good spy stuff, because we have John Andre on his way to meet Benedict Arnold, Benedict Arnold trying to keep it keep it a secret from everybody else. Ben, who suspects Benedict Arnold of doing some wrongdoing, but has nothing to really base that on except intuition. Oh, but that and moment Peggy's when behavior. Oh, the moment when he, that name Anderson just clicks for him and he just takes off. Oh, Ben, you know, he started this episode wearing his awesome hat. So <laughs> you know it was going to be great. It was delayed, but oh yes. <laughs> and chat has decided that hummingbird is old slang for bay. So I thought I saw somebody tweeting about that. Many, many oh. people tweeting about that, but I guess that's the thing. Yes. Hashtag Latoya, hummingbirds. Latoya is definitely tweeting about hummingbird. Oh. Yes, Turnland as well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we should bring it back. <laughs> Bring back Hummingbird, guys. It just, it <laughs> Make it the new bay. It takes so long, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bay is hey, a lot bird. simpler. Like, <laughs> like, I already um, coined yeah. one hashtag oh, this season. Hey, I am good. <laughs> we still have Ranger Danger shirts, you guys. Yeah. You should wear them. They are wonderful. And Someone bought one today. Yay! I was very happy. <laughs> this is a good day. Um, but yeah. It's a good day. It, like, I really enjoy... Like, And again, there was just such... A lot of good stuff because we have got Robert Rogers going to intercept John Andre. And can we talk about the scene between John Andre and Benedict Arnold meeting face to face? Yes. Because talking about really great characters who have not been on screen together yet, this was a really great moment, especially because it's finally out in the open. I am in love with Peggy. We'll give you these conditions, but also I want your fiance. She's not my fiance anymore. I just thought that was really creepy on Arnold's part at that point. It's like her last name is Arnold, and what you want I've had for months. Do you still have like her? Like, what is she a ruined seconds. woman? What is uh, this noise? Well, and this scene right before with with Arnold and Peggy, she's the one who says no yeah. more lies. Exactly, and, and he's like, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was just super awkward all around. <laughs> I I was thinking right when that scene when he when they entered the little cabin or cottage off of the river, I, I'm like these men have they've never seen each other. Right. So that first impression must have been a big one for each character as they walk into the room and they're like I've never seen you maybe a drawing of you from the battlefield or some press that they've read. But this is the first time they're getting to size each other up and really get an assessment of who is this man that. Uh, I've been talking to a correspondent that is demanding a bunch of money that's willing to flip for a country purely for cash. I think getting a visual of him and seeing the limp and actually it gives John Andre that humanity of who he's been battling. Mm -hmm. And I think he finds a weakness where he's like, okay, this is a guy that I can ask for a little bit more. I can be like, give me Peggy. You get to see him haggle a little bit too. Yeah. I'll pay you five thousand, not a penny more, and then <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that that was a good technique, actually. I well, you never it. start with your top offer; you always start <laughs> low, and then see. No, that's that's good. It's called haggling. I mean, the fact that she's even on the table to be like, <laughs> where where is she in this conversation? She's like, whoa, she's, she's back home, yeah. and she's like, something's not right. Yeah. <laughs> she just kind of I'm being traded. <laughs> yeah, I'm being quartered. <laughs> Nobody asked her. Nobody asked her what she wanted. Yeah. It's pretty she messed up at this point. I, it's kind of amazingly messed up. But yeah. Did she not make her decision when she married Benedict Arnold? I mean, that she was kind did. of somebody she asking did. her. Yeah, but that was She's only the one who when she that. felt John Andre had abandoned her. Right. So, first of all, she never asked to be a spy for him. That was something he begged her to do for for their relationship, for the sake of their love. And then he goes and abandons her. Well, she's like, well, there's a 
perfectly good man right here. He's got a temper, but he is an honorable <laughs> man, and he loves me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and be with him since we're already engaged. I feel like it's just like. I could do worse. It was a, I it really was a could major do worse. rebound. It was. Yeah. And she was heartbroken, so she, she definitely, I, I don't want to say took advantage of that, but she definitely saw that and was like, yeah, let, let's get married. Yeah. I wonder if there was a little bit of revenge in there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there was a little bit of spite, but at the same time, again, he at the time, Arnold didn't seem like a bad choice yeah. because he seemed to be putting the life of a spy right. behind him. Little did she know that was the furthest thing from the truth. And from her perspective, it still looked like she would come out on top. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if she marries Benedict Arnold and if he totally. becomes a traitor and it all works out, then she's in a position where she's like, hey, I broke even. Now, <laughs> I, I, I'm with You're the guy. happiness doesn't matter. Yeah. I said, screw it to the guy that screwed me. And now yeah. we're at the same social level. So if she wanted to pursue things online, I mean, she's at a better stance then than she would be yeah. if she got caught as a spy. Oh, yeah. For John well, again, I think, like we're seeing with a lot of characters, there sort of is no other option. No. Yeah. They're all kind of at their very last chance to survive. Yeah. Again, it's almost like there's a war on. What? A <laughs> <laughs> lot of plot lines that have been, uh, you know, laid all throughout the season, and this is where we're finally seeing the payoff for all of that. Yep. Actions have consequences, folks. Who knew? <laughs> this has been consequences the season. It's kind of amazing. It really has been. Um, but yeah, it, it was just really great performances all the way around for, for all of these actors. When Again, the writing is good. The performances are great. Uh, it's just fantastic and heartbreaking to watch. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, let's see, what else, uh... Quickly, speaking of the heartbreaking, I just thought that Ben and Benedict staring at each other in that last mm. scene where he, where yes. he tells them, oh where he tells God. them to stop rowing because he's going to have an honorable death, or oh, so he thinks. So till the right. end, he's still a soldier. And you can see, I think, I ultimately think that it's that respect of, from Ben... Mm-hmm. As to why he misfired. I mean, I'm he sure he could have shot hit him. the boat. Oh, I was intentional. Oh, yeah. he should have shot the boat. <laughs> just a slow sink. <laughs> you see it just getting harder and harder. You really think away. he can swim with that limp? <laughs> so you grab him and you haul him in and then you bring him in. And I did, yeah. I just, there, there's a way to win this that isn't just like, bye! But he's also a spy. And mm-hmm. I think that there's a moment there too. Like, this episode is so, so full of like humanity. I think that there's a moment of recognition. That, that those the roles could so easily be reversed. Yeah, yeah, and probably in the ultimate punishment for somebody who prides himself on being a warrior right. is going out with a whimper in shame. Yeah, yeah, going out in shame and not on the battlefield. Right. Like going out disgraced, probably on the gallows. That is the worst punishment for him. And on Should've both shot sides the of the war. I mean, how is he going to be well-received right. into the Royals' army when not only has he killed numerous of their, of their friends and family, but it's because he failed. He didn't even do it, have a successful flip. He has He's no done. leverage. Right. Yep. He has absolutely nothing to offer them anymore, especially because Andre was the one championing him as, like, He's this very valuable resource. We can use him. Everything's great. And now Andre's going to die. And Arnold has nothing. Yeah. I thought well, Washington's reaction to that news, too, was so heartbreaking. I mean, yes. you just Again, right. the audio guy for this episode. Yeah, the echoey. He's having this, like, I don't know, weird psychedelic <laughs> like, well, meltdown. Even, even that moment when Arnold gets gets the letter and he Ugh. you can hear his heartbeat yeah. begin to race. That was really great. I mean, he, Yeah, from that point on. He went from 
exchange willing being willing to give up plans of a base to giving up a friend. Yeah. And Washington knows he gave me up. He gave me up and some of our closest comrades. That's a situation that you're in. That it, it is heartbreaking. How do you yeah. now? How do you, who do you trust? And after selling him out, he, Washington is like, I want you to be by my side oh, on God. the battlefield. Yeah. If he had just stayed the course, he would have gotten everything he wanted. Yep. What? Uh, that is. <laughs> well, he would have eventually gotten that one day. He yeah. would have eventually gotten reparations. Yeah, the French. Yeah. yeah, the French did come in. Yep, and so uh, just. Every, like, that is some Greek tragedy stuff yeah. right there. That is definitely Shakespearean, you are your own worst enemy, you are, you know. Hubris. The That's the word. Hubris. <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah. I, I think that just about does it for the episode itself. Do we want to go ahead and roll into some predictions? I think Ooh. so. Ooh, I have not read the last episode, so. Ooh, oh, so this is good. This is a you can your eyes with us. <laughs> so you're not going to have to sit there and poker face I while mean, we go, I think. I have not read. No, I really <laughs> <laughs> haven't read anything. I tried, I tried to get my hands on it. <laughs> well, I want to hear this educated guess then. Oh, gosh. I love, I have to say, there was a lot of, um, there were sort of unhappy tweets about the title of next week's episode, Mm -hmm. and I love that the end of this episode makes you question, like, who is going to be hung? Because going into it, everyone assumes this is the end for Andre, but um, he may have some companions up there with him. Who knows? Yeah. He might not be the only one to go, uh... In a perfect world, like it would be a Pirates of the Caribbean style, last minute, uh, save the day, and then he could just. Oh, 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 I just found the title for the next episode: Trial, Trial and Execution. execution. Oh, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Which Abe's, that could apply to so many people. Abe is going to be representing himself. I really do think that, like. He he will probably accept that he is most likely going to die, and so he will use his trial as a plea to Satakit to do the right thing, mm-hmm. to stand up to tyranny. Uh, whether or not that will fall on deaf ears, no clue. But I would like to believe in them. They haven't given me much cause to believe in them, but I would like to believe in them. Well, if he can needle Simcoe into just losing his mind in the middle of the trial, everyone's going to be able to see, oh yeah, no, this is it. This this is the person who's running the town. Do we really want this? Well, I'm thinking maybe trial and execution where there is a trial, but then the execution isn't necessarily relatable to the trial itself. I'm thinking yeah, more on your knees, musket to the head style of execution, that- less organized Trial. Like Robert Rogers killing somebody out mm-hmm. in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. Just by the way, he looks like a pirate right now. He does. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Yo, with his hat and the patch. He did, like when he was talking to Philomena. Like he looks like he's about to hop onto a pirate ship. Well, he and needs have, a new job. Yeah, he Maybe does. That's a spinoff. Yeah, <laughs> Robbie Rogers. <laughs> Robbie Rogers, the privateer. Yeah, I think it'd be great. I would watch that TV program too. What if it were a musical? Oh, it yes. would be the Pirates of Penzance. Not necessarily. (laughs) Oh, that would be fantastic. (laughs) Everything's better when it's a musical. Agreed. Uh, 100%. I'm going to go ahead and say, again, I think Abigail's going to run away in the next episode because um, she'll feel bad about betraying John Andre, and there are also consequences if anybody finds out that she's been spying. So I think she and Cicero are going to make a run for it. Well, she knows too much. She does. She's got to go. Yeah. Yeah, for her own safety, she has to go. And there's nowhere she could really... In my mind, there's nowhere she could stay 
that would allow her the same level of access to information that she has had or over the past. respect as a human being. That too. Yeah. Canada. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Canada or bust at this <laughs> point. Yeah. You gotta go to Canada. It's just the answer to everything. You can't yeah. go back to Canada. To talk it on fire, you can't really go back there either. Literally. Yeah. Literally on fire. Not burninating the countryside, well, burninating the peasants. Like, it's a problem. Yeah. <sighs> Freedom. Yeah. yeah. Any thoughts? I, I, no, I'm just looking forward to next week. I, you know, episode 10 and generally comes with a lot of heat behind it, so I'm excited to see what the writers are able to put together. I wonder if Mary's going to come clean about being the one to take the shot at Simcoe. Ooh. I think mean, she should brag. I don't know. <laughs> or she'll just take another shot. I'm <laughs> yeah. yeah. going for the other ear. You will never wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... But yeah, no, we've got a lot of really great stuff uh, coming next episode, so that'll be a lot of fun. And every season finale has historically had been the result of a battle. We had the battle mm-hmm. for Satakit, and then we had the battle at the end of last uh, last season. It could be that the thing. It could be another battle for Satakit. It could be that finally they're incited to rebel. It could be that they finally overthrow the British forces that are there. That's at least in my mind. That's like a thought for uh, a physical confrontation that people could have. That's, I don't know, it could just be another, I don't know. if they even just go after the Queen's Rangers, because it's Simcoe that has been behind all of this. The Redcoats have been completely useless. And they are very obviously two very separate factions. So it should be interesting. Not necessarily a prediction, but a want. What I would love to see Richard get knocked down a peg. That I mean, that would make me incredibly happy to just see yeah. him just get just brought off of his pedestal just a he little bit. He got shot, and he's still insufferable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he didn't learn anything. Maybe <laughs> not. Maybe knock down a peg, or maybe take a step in the right direction. I yeah. don't want to see him punished. I think he's an old really crusty don't. man. I don't see. I don't think changing. Is I in want future. him to do the right thing. I I believe in him. I mean, he's putting his son on trial for Again. treason. Again. <laughs> Again. Like, his weakness is his grandson. That's true. And Simcoe already went after that's him, but he's still him. telling Abraham yeah, to back true. down from supporting people Good against point. Simcoe. Yeah. Like, Simcoe went there, and he just kind of, okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Whereas Mary went, I would like to believe that when push comes to shove, he'll do the right thing. Push has come to knocking people over at this point. I like to believe it, but he has had so many chances, and he has screwed them all up. Yeah, I'm with Katie. He's a salty old man. <laughs> I think. Yo-ho. Yeah. But also heartbroken and betrayed by his son, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's very well, true. Mean, people so disappoint is... their parents constantly. <laughs> <laughs> like, that can't be, you can't be, that can't be no, expected. No, we um, but yeah, so a lot of like it's going to be very interesting next episode. Amy, thank you so thank so you. much yes. for for coming and joining us this evening. Uh, do you have any upcoming projects that you can talk about? That I can talk about. Um, That's always the tough part, isn't it? Yes, um, I, I have a psychological thriller coming Ooh. out, The Binding, um, which will be released and available August second. Um, that sort of is what we're gearing up for, and then yeah. we'll see what's next. <laughs> Well, it, it's been a pleasure getting to see Philomena again this Thank season. You. It's yes. been such an incredible gift and truly a surprise for me. Um, kind of every episode, as I received scripts, I kind of found out what her journey was going to be. And I think it was, well, tragic. Um, really interesting kind of way to take the storyline and 
We'll see what happens next. Yeah. I hope, like I said, I hope she finds a nice man at the end of the war. <laughs> or just a wonderful, great part. You know, yeah. she was born for the stage. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she and Rogers. <laughs> oh my God, yes. It will be the Pirates of Penzance. That's it. Sail the seven seas together. It'll be great. Uh, where can people go if they want to keep up with you and everything uh, that you've got going on? Um, I can be found online on Twitter, on Facebook, at Amy Gumenick, A-M-Y-G-U-M-E-N-I-C-K. Um, that, yeah. Instagram, same handle, Amy Gumenick, easy. All yep. right. Well, thank you again. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Keith, where can people go if they want to keep up with you? You can find me all over the internet at Keith W. Black, and you can check my movie out, Toy, Ooh. all over iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. Just go to Toy the Movie. Katie I have Helen. no movies. I'm Katie <laughs> Helen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Snapchat, not Snapchat, and YouTube at <laughs> Kiaxe. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. Snapchat's different. That's Kia Prime. There is a Kiaxe there, but they're not me. <laughs> it's weird. Anyway, uh, Red vs. Blue is next week. We're going to be at RTX. Come say hi. And it looks like we are at 10 reviews. If we hit 20 reviews by next week, I will do Guns and Ships on air. She's good at it, too, guys. It would be fantastic. Or at least the first half, because we have limited time. Oh, no, no, no. You committed. You committed. (laughs) The first half is the hard part. (laughs) Anyway, 20 reviews by next week, you guys. And I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Mangwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. I write articles for The Movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Again, thank you to everybody in the hashtag. Thank you to everybody in the live chat. Such a pleasure getting to chat with you guys tonight. And thank you again, Amy. Always a pleasure. pleasure. Come back again soon. Anytime. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. We will see you all next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Hashtag Hummingbird. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 